The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. This is the 365 Message Center show with Daniel. That's me. And over there is... Daryl. Daryl is a service. Uh, the annoying one of the two. What services do you provide, Daryl? I'm just, you know... One Daryl's service I provide is to annoy you. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, that, you know, everyone likes really to well. feel dramatic and get things done. So that, that blasted Daryl, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna have, a, I'm gonna get through my stuff today and just, I don't know how that works. Great. So uh, we were just talking about daylight savings time yes. uh, in, in the pre-show in the green room, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just a heads up to everybody that time will be changing for the live broadcast of the show. Uh, we'll figure it out and we'll announce it and everything. But Daryl over there is in the Southern hemisphere and New Zealand has decided not to change daylight saving or the time at the same time as the U S because they are special. And so, uh, they're going to wait a couple weeks. I think it is before switching. So it's going to be fun. Trust us, everyone. The whole thing is, it's going to be fun. So, well, and Heidi in the chat room asks if we coordinated our outfits today. Uh, no, we did not. So notice um, that Daniel's is is the the shark. That's the the golfing golf tee, correct? Yes, Greg Norman. Yeah, mm-hmm. and mine is this polo I got from Icebreaker, which has these really annoying buttons that are hidden, and you got to kind of like. Yeah, just I, I put I please don't them and then stick please my don't. head over through them. Yeah. Please please don't. I won't, I won't This is not that kind of show, Daryl. <laughs> the no show so, show. Yes. So let's take a just a quick pause here right before we jump in to say please. Here we go. Be what body part today? On the socials, uh three six five MCS on Twitter and the Insta and Facebook and LinkedIn. That's where we are, all of those places. Um and make sure you also follow, uh, subscribe to the audio podcast for those that are watching the video. Uh, you can get that link at um, messagecenter.show on the website. Um, that helps support us as well. Make sure you th- give us a thumbs up in the video if you're on uh, if you're on YouTube right now or you're on LinkedIn, you know, whatever. Do the thumbs up uh, and make sure you uh, click the bell. The bell in YouTube reminds uh, you when we go live, you get a little ding. Um, so the ding for how you're going to uh, click the bell, you're going to do it with the back of your head. You're just going to kind of give it a, a nice nudge with the back of your head. So there you go, Daryl. What, what, what back is of the head? Yeah, but is the what is the, what is your head doing near the bell? I'm, I had to add that because I know I misspelled it. Click the bell, ding the ding with the back of the head. Back. Yeah, yes, those in the podcast, uh, audio podcast, you should know, Daryl cannot spell. Yeah, podcast. I'm on captions today. <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump right in. Is that okay, Daryl, if we jump right in? Is there anything uh, else yes. we need to... No, no, okay. that's all. That's all. We're good. We're good. Well, Daryl, you're you're up. Let's talk I about am whiteboard. Up. I am up. I, I, when we saw this one come through last week and people chatting about it, there was some interest. Temporary whiteboard collaboration for external and shared device accounts mc337624 
and it's a a good one because we've up until now had trouble with collaborating with whiteboards uh, actually there's a bunch of stuff with whiteboards and sharing screens and things that I'd like it to do better but this is certainly an improvement um, you may or may not know this but whiteboard is destined to be stored in your OneDrive for business soon that's good because when you're when you're storing them in places like that yeah you're, you're more likely to be able to share them externally so you can see that uh, this pattern of external sharing with other different services is all shifting towards OneDrive for Business, stream videos, now whiteboards. Uh, now, what does this make possible? It makes possible for our external and shared device accounts to be able to access it. Guests coming in and using whiteboard together with us. Uh, maybe we want to share that whiteboard later on. Uh, and some hint down here, Daniel, which I find quite interesting. It's like they got partway through writing the message and then removed some of it, and there doesn't seem to be the same context. But it says, talks about it down here that um, note OneDrive loop sharing capability. It's all together, written together because it's a PowerShell command. And core loop sharing capability are currently only used by Whiteboard on OneDrive for business, but in future, other fluid. Content such as loops in Teams chat will be covered by these settings. They're like, like I said, they've removed part of the message and they just left that bit there. But it's hinting towards loop being able to be embedded into a whiteboard, and this is part of setting that up and making it possible is shifting whiteboards into OneDrive for business. Um, thoughts? Question mark. You know that. Email sometimes yeah. you get from someone more senior than you that says a blah 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 thoughts. I have thoughts. So yeah. for this, I think you're right. There, there was some disconnect there about what it's talking about. Mm -hmm. um, and but one thing that I do want us to keep in mind and points out here is those fluid components. This is another step in bringing those loop components into. Uh, teams and into the or into the teams chat the teams meetings and bringing that available so that we can utilize those uh, with our guests so mm -hmm. it's a it's a good thing but it's a weird way of pointing it out in this message um, but just know that this is temporary access uh, for those guests and therefore um, you know it's not a overcoming that issue of how do we share whiteboards with guests on a permanent basis? But um, I would expect we're we're going to have that soon. They're making progress. Mm. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're right there. Uh, we want to be able to give people access to loop components in private meetings uh, that are outside of our organization. Uh, yeah, but uh, Phil right. has a question here too, like, oops, did I hide? No, I, 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 you, you typed something and I was just about to click on Phil's comment. About time we had some meeting participant access to apps without jumping through lots of security hoops. Uh, if they continue to follow this pattern of putting things in OneDrive for business, um, or once you have that capability within Teams and sharing things externally, uh, yeah, I think that would truly be the case. Uh, whiteboards are 
still a good place to to work together and put post-it notes and scribble stuff on screens um how good are you daniel with drawing with your mouse <laughs> not very yeah not many of I us have a are pen, but not not with my mouse yeah so they, they're good for surface hubs surface devices things with styluses when you want to draw ink and um you know truly do whiteboarding that's that's more accessible the ironic thing is that not all of us have styluses so we have to you know draw like we're in third grade or second grade and just taking our time and yeah anyway um that that <laughs> <laughs> that is uh where is it um what after whiteboards move this is when it will happen mm -hmm. after whiteboards move to OneDrive for business storage which is starting mid-March, soonish. Mm -hmm. Should be a t-shirt, Daniel. Mm -hmm. Completing in mid-April, this capability will be utilized by whiteboard. Sounds good. Yippee! Yep. And then we can have like a, a whiteboard off, like a cook-off or a bake-off. We can invite our friends and go, right, guests, let's do this. Draw a Who, cookie. Draw a cookie. Draw a cookie. Oh, let's get okay. Liz along. You know, because she beat us when she baked those cookies back in 2018, Liz Sundit, MVP us? Summit. Yeah, she beat the, the bake off, but I'm pretty sure I could draw a better cookie than her. Wow, there's a challenge. Laying the challenge down. <laughs> Let's move on to the next message. This one is exciting. This is our headline here for our title is Workflows in Teams App Store for Messaging. This is MC337954, and this should be you know, titled, I think, Power Automate Workflows in Microsoft Teams App Store. Mm. Um, so this is bringing kind of this native uh, working with flows, Power Automate flows inside of Teams. This will be begin rolling out mid-March, so here in a week or so, and fully deployed by end of March. So this is going worldwide. And it really will be users will be able to go in and add in the apps uh, store in for Teams to add workflows. And there's an, a screenshot there in the message that Daryl is showing. For those of you on the video, um, you're going to have categories of you know types of flows, approvals, you know instant. Uh, productivity, syncing, notifications. So things like you, if uh, you have a message in Teams, you'll be able to go to the ellipsis for that message and say, remind me about this. And you know, maybe it's a task you wanna follow up on or something. So you'll be able to get those. Uh, and some of them though will be automatic flows that you'll be able to add, meaning you don't need to kick them off. Um, they'll just be able to send a notification. Um, you know, thing, you know, some of, if you're used to Power Automate, those things like when a, an item is added to a SharePoint list or, you know, whatever, then those, you'll, you can get a notification about those in Teams. So uh, I think the only thing to consider here is first, if Power Automate is not turned on for your environment, mm. then it'll be respected. And so it won't work here. The second, though, is, you know, every time one of these are triggered, it is a run of a flow so you know all of the as far as i know uh, all of the uh guidelines and uh restrictions for as a number of flows uh, triggered and all that are still in place this doesn't um overcome any of those 
So for casual use, I think you're fine. You know, you're going to be good. Uh, and this shouldn't so just require any additional... Just with friends. Just with friends. Right. Oh, um, this shouldn't require any additional licensing because it's within Office. So it's not, you know, you're not going to have to get a Power Automate license separate than one, what comes with like an E3 or an E5. Um, yeah. So that will be rolling out this month. Do you think Are it'll... Are you excited? Well, will it bump people like me over the, the threshold that I don't use power automate and flow much at all mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't care to save all my attachments to a folder that arrive in email just to make it convenient i, I do that when but, i need to you uh, know there's more than that right that that's oh, not the only oh, flow you can create i can remind myself to get back to that message well I yeah can, i can add a task for every message that arrives in my channel for something uh, it, manually right Man- yes okay but, um, you know, think about it. this is I'm not for some people, this is not great and or not the way they want to work. But for some others, you know, especially those that don't like to some some of us keep new messages or they go to activity in teams. Mm. Right. And then they mark things unread. And that's their kind of follow up list mm. is whether something is unread. Uh, for instance, you can do that in email as well. Yeah, uh, maybe. But for others, maybe that's not something they want to do. They would rather keep all their task in planner or a task in to do. I mean, so right. maybe you want to create a, a power automate flow, power automate flow to say create me a task for this, so I can. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I see that. Yeah. Send it. To work the way you want, Daryl. Work the way you want. Automate it. Yes. Hmm. So let's talk about, and this one I think is going to cause a little controversy, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> um, this is account switching. Yeah, account switching for Microsoft 365 web apps. Web apps, not just Office. Web apps. Should I say it again? No. Um, MC338712. When you go to use Outlook on the web, Word, Excel, PowerPoint on the web, maybe OneNote? Don't think it's listed there in the... Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's scroll down a bit. What does it cover? I know I'm jumping ahead. Uh, OneDrive for business, OneDrive consumer, SharePoint online, Office on the web, so that'll be all all the Office apps, and the, the M365 admin center. You'll be able to go up to the top Right-hand corner, I should have looked at the right. This is your right. Top right-hand corner and change between or add other accounts. Uh, Daniel, when when I sometimes work with clients or even between my own personal Microsoft 365 account and work, um, I've been switching between on... uh, sort of Word or Excel or PowerPoint on, on the desktop. And actually recently, Daniel, there's been a change in that experience too. We used to be able to just add accounts and um, see it as additional storage altogether. Now it's entirely separate. I can switch between work. I can switch between my MVP tenant or my personal um, OneDrive consumer. And I get asked to restart the application on the desktop. But with the web app you'll be able to switch at the top right hand corner seamlessly 
you know, without seams and <laughs> we'll be so, able to... Hopefully. Yeah. Oh, no, hopefully. Hopefully. We don't know yet. Um, well, and have you managed this... I've managed this kind of process on the web anyway, mm-hmm. using profiles in Edge. Yeah, different right? profiles Creating. in browser. Mm. But I, with that, you can really consume a lot of memory and um, and power on your machine because you have so many Edge windows open. Mm-hmm. Um, this could be a way of you know not needing to do that when you want to switch between these accounts. You can simply switch through the account in in that tab itself rather than having to use a different profile in the browser. Mm. Um, what what I'd like to know about this, I'm excited about this, and uh, what I'd like to know is how this is going to work across tabs. So you have, let's say you have three tabs open in your All browser. In the same one with, Right. One with Outlook.com, one with Office.com, and one with Word open. Mm-hmm. And you switch one of those tabs accounts. Does it switch all three? Yeah. Or is it just that tab? That that's one thing I'd like to know. Um, we don't know how that behavior is going to, you know, how that's going to well, behave. But the way it behaves on the desktop, if I change in Word, it also changes in PowerPoint. Yeah. yeah so so. Uh, there was another question before we went live mm-hmm. about how this would work, and is is Teams web app included in this? Um, and the answer there in this uh, message is that it is not uh, it, really it's it's only those that are listed right now mm. um, there is sort of a a promise that other things will be added later but this is only outlook onedrive sharepoint and office.com as well as the microsoft 365 admin well it's kind of catch up really because teams has been able to switch between accounts that you've signed into yes i hope that it's not that that terrible of an experience though oh and and it's not in the web too so that switching happens on the desktop app but Mm -hmm. not in a web browser yeah i think you know to your point too when you are starting to switch and change and whether or not it changes all the apps in your session, but also what happens when um, you change one tab and let's say you're switching to a different account in Word, but you're still over here in OneDrive for something else and you could potentially be signed into multiple different accounts all in different tabs. If your way of working is, like you said earlier, a profile for a certain thing for a client, an account, or something, then your your meat, potato, veggies, and gravy, and, and it'll all get mixed up, right? And it won't be like that nice little um, tray that keeps everything separate or bento box. My bento box will just be sushi everywhere, and I'll just I'll get I'll get so confused. So you're one of those that doesn't like to mix your mashed potatoes and your peas. You want to keep them separate. Uh, only in productivity. But uh, when I eat, it doesn't okay. really matter. It's it's just, it's all going to be chewed together anyways. And it's all together in my I, tummy. So. I'm happy about this account switching. It's a little limited right now, but there's some things to know. So does my um, question earlier about the different tabs, if I switch one tab in within one tab, mm. does the other one switch? I just need to keep that in mind that, you know, when I switch the tab, it has switched now because I switched on tab one. But if it doesn't, then I need to know that as well. You know, if I switch it and tab one and I go to tab two and I expect it to be in that 
you know, the other account and it's mm. not. So we just need to, we don't have that information. I expect it to switch for all tabs when you do it for one. So yeah, well, uh, we, we, it needs to be tested. We got this far without showing any pictures. That's really clever, Daryl. Uh, <laughs> just have a, a look at what it does look like. And this is mm. just within Office. Um, so I, I think that reflects your Office applications. So think of yeah. this. You go to office.com. You can go to Word, Excel, PowerPoint, as you can see down the, the left-hand side. I think when you switch between... What we're seeing on screen here is Megan Bowen. Yeah, Megan. Um, and then her uh, Outlook.com, I guess she's Consumer 301, so that's her mm. consumer account. And she also works for Fabricam occasionally. Mm. Um, that when she switches, it'll affect all of the Office apps because mm. it's the top right-hand corner. It's not as if you're changing it by per app. Right. right. Yeah. All right. Done. 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 Let's talk about video. Let's do that then. The next message is Microsoft Stream. Improve audio quality with noise suppression for stream on SharePoint. MC337955. So if you think about this, um, we've talked about this for, I don't know, well over a year now. Microsoft Stream is that underlying technology that powers your audio and video files in... OneDrive and SharePoint, okay? So it used to be a separate product, but it really is now a underlying uh, service powering those files within SharePoint and OneDrive. Well, what this message is bringing to us is um, that noise suppression that you get in a Teams meeting right now, right? When you're in a Teams meeting and you want to suppress noise, maybe you have a lot of background noise and it's an office or there's construction going on or there's a dog barking, whatever then you can suppress noise within that meeting. It's fantastic. This is actually going to allow us to go back into videos that we have already uploaded to, team, to SharePoint or OneDrive. And it doesn't have to be a Teams meeting. This could be any video. And have that option to uh, suppress noise. And so they're going to, you're going to be able to suppress the noise of that. And so whenever anyone comes in to view that file, that video, then it will um, have the, basically the service is going to regenerate an audio, um, the audio track for that video without the noise. And this is rolling out early March, uh, completed by early April for those in targeted release, and then general availability early April through early June. And uh, I there's it says nothing, there's no action to be required, but um, just making sure that your people know this, will this be 100% awesome? I hope so. But could it be that, you know, someone checks that box and it regenerates the audio and the audio isn't great because it suppressed the wrong stuff, maybe? Hmm. Possibly. I would say the likelihood is very low, but is it possible? Sure. So make sure that we train users on it, on on the noise suppression, but then also um, you know, how to enable it and, and maybe double checking, right? Making sure that hmm. uh, everything sounds good. The screenshots in the message are quite good to show what the user experience is like when the file is enabled, when it's uh, available. So after you've generated it, you can turn it on or off, a bit like you can turn 
uh, transcription on or off. I know that's in a slightly different right. position on the video, but yeah, I, that was my initial thought too. Like, is this going, if it's not very good, uh, if it has actually um, ruined my <laughs> audio because uh, I, I wanted the background noise, maybe I wanted a bit of ambience and I was trying to be all film-esque. Be cute. Like, You're yeah. trying to be cute with your with your jazz playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm, yeah, then yeah. Uh, maybe I didn't want it removed, but I, I think it'll be a, a helpful feature. Um, Indeed, I think so too. And like, do you think what what do you think we'll also see coming to video? If we look at um, this other screenshot, it shows. Well, I didn't see the about video switch. That's something new from that screenshot. We have transcription, transcript, mm -hmm. and captions. We have comments. We don't yet have table. a table of contents. That's what I'm waiting for. Mm -hmm. You know, when you can That's put right. your, your time codes in and you can jump mm -hmm. to certain positions in the video. Right. Yes, please. Hurry up. Thank you. Yes. I mean, sorry, that's not very polite. I'm waiting patiently, but excitedly in anticipation <laughs> for that feature. You're waiting patiently, but excited, but with great excitement. That's yeah. awesome. Well, I know we, we try and do this for our own videos for the show where we put those time codes in to make it easier for people to jump to certain content. And I think it's just such an important thing today for people to want to jump to certain positions in the video. If you're going to make the, the video uh, more easy to consume, then um, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Next. Me too. Mm. All right. So that is it actually for yeah. this week. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining. Daryl, as you just heard, is really excited about you being here. Right, Daryl? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's great to see a nice showing, too. It's been a while since we've uh, had 10, 11-ish live and in person as we're running the show. Just a question, though, too. And I know there's a bit of a buffer between you can actually answer this question or not. Are you finding that... Um, keeping up with microsoft 365 it has been an interesting um, evolution because right now we see messages turning up and then almost a day or two later saying updated we can't deliver that till a month away um, and that certainly gives us a challenge about trying to keep up with change and preparing our people but i think just in general looking across all the different shows and people that cover updates for microsoft 365 view viewership is dropping it's almost like people are just i'm just tired of this um, i'm just gonna do the best i can with whatever arrives how do you feel people that was a really long question just <laughs> drop it in the chat and let us know but daniel I mean, yeah, what drop, do you think about this yeah drop it in chat and the comments uh after you know we go live after we're live or you know start it up on social media you know uh, let's start a chat on linkedin or on uh, Twitter, you know, tag us and we will get that conversation going. I think um, it is something I'm asked all the time, especially when I'm presenting on the topic of keeping up with change, but it's how do I keep up with what's going on when it changes after it's already announced? And mm. for instance, there was some that we just talked about, I guess, last week or the week prior, and within a week, they uh they canceled it and said, nope, never mind, or, or postponed it, I guess. Never yeah. mind, it's going to be yet another month. It's like, well, shouldn't you have known that? I mean, if it's within a week of announcing and taken in its by itself, okay, fine, things happen, get it. But the problem is, is this happens so often. 
and it is just difficult to really keep up with. Um, so the, the, if the process was just take the information that they're, con- that they're giving us, process it, get approvals or get input and then disseminate to your users, period, done, yeah. then, okay, we can do that. It's, it's complicated enough, right? Because of all the different services and the way things work together. Mm-hmm. But throw in the, they've announced it, you started processing, you may have already told your users, oh, by the way, we're not doing it anymore. Or we're, mm. we're postponing this for six months or yep. whatever it is. It's like, wait, now we got to go back to our users and somehow communicate, no, that's not happening. So uh, we hear you and we'd like to hear, we'd like to get a conversation going about this. So uh, please, like I said, throw your comments in the chat, um, on the comments on the video, start it on social and, you know, tag us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Just let's get this conversation going and helping others um, deal with this change as well. Yeah, like um, I know there's been a few people commenting and answering our questionnaire and, and, and Zach's comment here about we hang out for certain features because we've told people it's coming mm-hmm. and we prepare them. We say, look, don't don't go to that third-party product yet. No, we're not going to buy this yet. We're going to set that expectation that it's going to be part of the product soon. Um, so mail signatures, for example, synchronization of that, um, other features too. Yeah, a challenge, but let's keep talking about sure. it because I think – uh, we can affect change about how the message center works uh, and yeah, just be part of that community that, that drives what we want to, yeah. to help us keep people informed. And I've got some ideas uh, and I'd love to share them with, with everyone. So let's get the conversation going. Um, start that thread on Twitter and, or on LinkedIn or both. Let's, let's get it going. So thank you everyone for joining today and letting us start this conversation about keeping up with change. Make sure you follow us on socials at 365MCS. Get that conversation going, okay? All right. Well, see you again for episode 233 next time. Bye for now.